we have the potential to be the greatest mission force this generation could ever dream of. Good. If we lock arms, um, enjoy and celebrate the diversity of context and culture and ethnicity and, and, and leaning. Now, within the biblical spectrum, obviously, but within that, we have a force that really can plant churches everywhere for everyone. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radden, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. The world tells us our differences should divide us. But the gospel, it has a different story. Our mission, our calling, His command, is a mission that unites every Christ follower in a way that stands out, a way that doesn't make sense to the world. Join us June 13th and 14th at SEND Conference to be refreshed and celebrate the church together on mission. A free event hosted by the International Mission Board and North American Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. Learn more at SendConference.com. Welcome, everybody, to the We Are Send Network podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. We're back again. And if it's your first time leaning in, listening, or watching, consider hitting that subscribe button. Leave a review as long as it's a five-star. I'm just playing. Uh, we're <laughs> glad to be back on here today. It's uh, myself, Hayden Ratner, from Walk Church in Las Vegas, and the main man, the man of the hour, Noah Oldham, Lead pastor of August Gate Church in the Lou. What's going on, brother? What's up? What's up, man? Oh, dude, it's good to see you. Good to be with you. I always love the time we get. It's never, never enough. Wish we could do it more often. Man, so good. Well, we did this a few weeks back. You called it a shot clock, right? 24 yeah. seconds on the clock where we're going to throw out some rapid fire questions and I, I got the chance, the the pleasure to do that with you on uh, Send Network podcast a few weeks ago. And then Dahadi did that a few weeks back as well. And so it's your turn, brother. You're up. You're up for the oh, shot clock. Oh. So are you ready to do this? I think so, man. I wasn't much of a basketball player, but uh, I'll do my best. I, I like that slow game. I like to grind opponents down with that voodoo ball yeah. and then, you know, win 20 to 18 or something. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, we'll do some shot clock today. We'll do some rapid fire questions and we'll try to tailor it into some church planting conversations. And we pray that this would be effective uh, for you. It's a joy and a gift to be able to learn from somebody like Pastor Noah, who has a wealth of church planting experience. He's a practitioner. He also works with the Send Network and is a employee of NAM with the, the senior director of development and deploy. And so it's an honor to be able to have him on this podcast. And I know we're going to get some good nuggets from this conversation. But to start, let's go ahead and open it up with this question. If you have one chance to go to a sporting event in St. Louis, are you going to a Blues game or are you going to a Cardinals game? Oh, Cardinals, for sure. Cardinals um, all I, day. I love going to a Blues game. Yeah, I love going to a Blues game. Like it's the only way to watch hockey, not on TV, only in person. But man, uh, baseball's America's pastime. I want to get there in Bush Stadium. I, I got to watch the game. Got to take my boy with me, my nine-year-old. He loves baseball, yeah. and I love watching him love baseball. 
Would you consider yourself a Mark McGuire fan? Dude, actually, no, not a Mark McGuire fan. I grew up in the era uh, when he and Sammy Sosa were going head-to-head for the home run championship, and I was back then a Cubs fan. So I was Sosa ah, all day long, all day long. I so, see you. Yeah, man, I, I, had a, I had a baseball conversion when I came to plant in St. Louis, but before that, man, I was bleeding blue for those Cubs. I got you. I'm mad at you on that. Hey, when it comes to Bible translation, preaching – where do you find yourself? Are you an ESV guy? Are you a KJV guy? Are you a CSB guy? Go ahead and name your translate. State your translation and defend it, brother. Yeah, man, yeah, so, yeah, so ESV. ESV because uh, I love the, the the balance between formal and dynamic equivalent. I think both are helpful in preparation mm. and study, but I have the opportunity to have some Greek and Hebrew underneath my belt going to seminary. And so I think ESV is very, very faithful. And when I started in this whole thing of church planning, someone gave me a ESV preaching Bible. I actually have it right here. And so how could I move away from Love that? It. I got this calfskin Bible. Uh, so I'll, I'll be sticking ESV yeah. until, until Jesus tells me not to. I like the ESV. That's so good. Right on, bro. I like it. Hey, your name, your church name is mm-hmm. August Gate Church. I've never heard of another August Gate. Talk to us about where that name came from in yeah. shot clock format. Give us the, the 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 short version. How'd you get? How'd you land on August Gate? Yeah, really simply, I grew up in a farming community, and every year during August, the farmers all get ready for the fall harvest. And then St. Louis is called the Gateway City, so you put those two themes together. August Gate is a play on words that means harvest. St. Louis, the vision of my church is to be disciples who make more disciples and litter St. Louis with gospel-centered missional churches. So good. August Gate. I like that. You use some good language there that maybe would intrigue some planters on here. When when it comes to mission, when it comes to uh, style of church plant, would you consider August Gate to be more missional or more attractional or somewhat in the middle there? Yeah, we are we are both. Um, I, we, we say we are gospel-centered missional, meaning that we believe that our mission, the only reason we are going on mission is because of the gospel. So we don't want to just blend into the world. We're going with the good news, but to compel them to come out, to come out of darkness into light. So when we gather, it, it is attractive. We think the gospel should be attractive. We want to adorn the gospel in everything we do. So we're somewhere in between attractional yeah. and missional. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you had to tip the, the scale on one side, though, where, where would it be leaning Oh, man, honestly, just it depends on what we're talking about. Uh, it may, it yeah. really does. Um, I, I think Sunday is the day. It is a Good. it's a, a breathing in and a breathing out. And so we gather to send and we send to gather. And so it just you can't have there one without the other. Yeah, I like it. I like that phrase. Let me go ahead and take it to some hip hop lanes. Um, we'll go ahead and throw this out there. If you had to pick one rapper, are you going to pick Nelly? Or are you going <laughs> to old school one here? Chingy. Nelly or Chingy, two of St. Louis's best. Come on, bro. Uh, can I can I pick a different St. Louis's best? <laughs> yeah, sure you can. My, I'm going to go with uh, my boy Thiz, Travis Tyler. Um, yeah, a f- personal friend. Uh, love this dude, and um, he's he's old school man. He's been he's been holding down St. Louis yeah. for a long time, and this dude cares yeah, about his yeah. community. He comes from the Northwest City area, and every year he does a big festival where he comes and gives out shoes and plays ball and plays games and, and just gives back to his community. Uh, and, and he loves he loves the loon, so uh, he's a good dude. Yeah, man, I've always appreciated Thizzle's 
uh, lyrical caliber. I mean, he always steps in ready. I also like Flame. Flame's yep. a rapper from the Lou, I, I think, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of guys from St. Yeah. Louis. Yeah, they had a big movement. Yep. What's the best burger in the Lou? Oh, the best burger in the Lou. Um, man, most people don't know this place, but it's a little place called Hammerstones down in the Soulard neighborhood. Got this outdoor nice. patio, real cheap burger, uh, but really, really good. I love the atmosphere. I love the neighborhood. It's where we planted, um, and I love the food there. I love it. Okay, we're going to have to visit there one day. That's right. Think about a church planter that recently just launched their church. How soon should that church planter be thinking about planting their next church? Before they launched. Before um, they launched. Before they launched. I believe that, they, that God wants in the kernel of what we're doing, the very kernel of that seed that he plants, it to be multiplication. I think if you don't think about it, before you even launch, there will always be a million reasons to never multiply, to, to yeah. always— to always say, well, in the next season, in the next season, in the next season. So if it's a part of the vision, then you can't compromise it. So I think you're thinking about it even before, and you're telling people that so that when you're you're growing your team, you're attracting people, this is what we're here for. This is what you're going to see. This is what you should expect. Love it. So good. When you think about small groups, would you say at August Gate, you guys have more of a small group type uh, method, or would you have more of missional communities or more of like a Sunday school approach? What does that look like for you guys? Yeah, so w we have three rhythms of our church, gather, grow, and go. Gather around the gospel, grow in the gospel, go with the gospel. Our small group ministry is based around growing in the gospel. So they're not missional communities. It's not even necessarily a side door for people to come into the church. It is the primary right. function where we seek to grow to know, love, and follow Jesus together by His grace within mm. the context of intentionally gospel-centered relationships. So they're not closed okay. in the sense of like no one else can join them, but the main purpose is that we have discipleship that is both accessible and actual in the life of every member of our church. What's the, uh, what's the sweet spot for a small group size? Yeah, in our church, it's anywhere from three to six people. Um, so we, for a long time, okay. we did gospel communities, which were really large, full family. We found that that discipleship wasn't actual and accessible in the lives of all of our people, especially in those situations, young moms had little kids running around. And even if you have childcare, they, they want to come out, they want to find mom. So we said, hey, the best way to do this so it's actually happening is to split it up most most circumstances, men and women, and to, to allow for smaller, intentional, nobody can hide, everybody's a part of this thing, three to six adults good. is what we found. Yeah. Wow, that's really good. This one right here might be a little bit of a plug, but go ahead and speak to it. What's the best beard oil on the market right now? Oh, man. Well, yeah, thanks for the plug. So I, I do make and sell beard oil to raise money for missions, Oldham Oils. I don't have a website, though. You just got to come to me one on one. So that's what keeps yeah. people from it. Uh, beyond that, man, honestly, beard oil is just beard oil. Uh, it, it really yeah. just is. It's just it's just being able to condition your face and condition your hair. So, man, just find out whatever you want. And don't pay too much is all I got to say. I like it. I like it. When it comes to the topic of, say, Reformed theology, oh man, what would you say your level of Reformed theology is on a scale of one to ten? Where do you find yourself? What 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 marker would you put yourself on when it comes to Reformed theology? 
I tell people all the time, I am reformed. I love the doctrines of grace. I'm just not mad about it. And so wherever that puts me yes. in the scale is where it puts me. Um, you know, I didn't grow up in a, a reformed leaning church. I didn't go to a reformed leaning seminary, but I came out of both of those um, leaning that direction as I read my Bible. Now I think there are things we have to hold in right. tension. And so I am in love with grace. I've been saved by grace. I've been set free by grace. I am being kept by grace. But I also see those commands to go and preach and to compel people and to repent of sin. And so, man, I just try not to wear too many labels uh, besides a, a Bible guy. But uh, yeah, I, if you had to pin me down, uh, you had to pin me down, I, I, fall, I fall on that side. I like it. I like it. Makes sense. Um, when you when it comes to Christmas and Easter, mm -hmm. which one do you enjoy preaching more and why? Oh, definitely Easter. Definitely Easter. Um, well, I guess celebrating. I like celebrating uh, Easter more. Preaching, both of them, this may come, out, uh, come off uh, a little weird, but both of them terrify me. Uh, the mm, hardest sermons yeah. of the year to preach are Christmas and Easter's. All this pressure that the Christers are coming right. out, those who have never go to church except those times of the year. Um, I, I feel my natural gifting in preaching is taking complex things and making them simple. And Christmas and Easter are simple things that I have a hard time not making complex because I want to preach the best sermon possible. And so um, yeah. celebrating, though, give me Easter every day we always turn it up and no one complains about the volume um uh we we get yeah, to, yeah. to to do baptisms and celebrate and there's not this feeling of of uh the whole trapping of the month and so man i'm an easter guy all day long taking easter that's for sure all right i like it well think about the send network we're a part of the send network we're a part of this family we say it every week here on the podcast we are send network what's your favorite thing about being a part of this family? Oh man, it's the potential. It is the potential. Uh, we have the potential to be the greatest mission force this generation could ever dream of. Good. If we lock arms, um, enjoy and celebrate the diversity of context and culture and ethnicity and, and, and leaning. Now within the biblical spectrum, obviously, but within that we have a force that really can plant churches everywhere for everyone. We can see a healthy yeah. multiplying church in every community across North America. So when I we get together and we have orientation with these new planters, we have sin that we're gathering with our family together. Man, I just get amped about the potential and say, God, would you use us? Would you use us to be your hands and feet uh, on the earth in this generation? And dude, I just get pumped. Get pumped, man. I'm with you. I'm 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 pumped about being able to do it alongside great leaders like yourself and Dahadi and Dr. Kevin Ezell, what's your favorite thing about our president, Dr. Kevin Ezell? Kevin is a tremendous leader, a trem yeah. just a tremendous leader. Every time I'm with him, um, I come away like with a shot in the arm. I'm ready to go for another season. Church planning is hard. Good. The work of stirring up church planning is hard, but I'm with him. He sticks to the vision. He, he, he works within the giftings of those around him and says, how do we, he, he really believes the core values. One of our core values at, at right. NAM is whatever it takes. He really believes that we're going to yep. do whatever it takes to plant these churches, to follow the Lord's call. And so I just love his tenacity, his stick to itedness. And that, that dude inspires me as a leader. Yeah. Same hundred percent. Yeah. And the, the fact that he's made himself accessible to planters and with on time on site wisdom and just 
encouragement. I feel like uh, Kevin Ezell has a Barnabas spirit on him, mm -hmm. you know, that yeah. you get around him, you feel encouraged. That's good. And he's a leader of leaders. And I, I totally agree with you. Let me go ahead and ask you this question. Um, what's your favorite CrossFit workout? <laughs> Anyone once I'm done, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, my favorite CrossFit workout has has something to do with with cleans, clean and jerks uh, involved. I, I love a dynamic movement with a barbell. I'm not very good at them. Um, I'm older and not as quick as I want to be, uh, but I love a clean and jerk. I was talking to my wife yesterday. I told her, hey, babe, I think if you just gave it enough time, you could really love weightlifting, specifically <laughs> Olympic weightlifting. And I told her the clean and jerk. I was like, you would love this movement. And uh, she was like, you're not sold me. But man, I, I I love it. The clean and jerk, bro. You're better than man than me. That <laughs> That is not my favorite workout uh, by any means, but it's effective. Yeah, it Come is. Come on. That's right. That's really good. Uh, when it comes to preaching, are mm -hmm. you leaning more expositional? Are you leaning more topical? Or is the answer yes? Talk to us about it. Yeah, man, I'm a I'm an expositional guy uh, just because I feel the burden to be. Um, I'm not super creative. I'm not a great storyteller, um, but but I I am. I believe God has given me the ability to understand the text when I read it. My reading comprehension kind of goes there, and to be able yeah. to again take some complex things and make them simple. And so I don't get down on guys who are more thematic um, because I look at a book and I see the theme of the book and I preach within that and I try to tie right. that to what's going on culturally. Uh, but guys that are really good thematic, they say exposition feels easier or feels like cheating. I would, you know, some people are like, well, thematic feels like cheating. It feels easier. I say, just preach the word. I mean, preach the word in season and out of season. And if that takes a thematic yeah. approach, man, do that with everything you got. But for me, man, I'm sticking to the tools God gave me. And he gave me uh, the Bible and an ability to just try to read what it says and then tell you what it says with as much passion as possible. That's my, that's my shtick. Man, I like it. Right on, expositional. And it seems like when you preach expositional, the Lord always has the right topic for the right person in the room. Amen? Man. Or the person online, right? We got to say that. The Holy Spirit who wrote wrote the Word is filling you and using you and directing you. Right. And so, man, I, uh, I'm i a Baptocostal in some senses. And so, uh, dude, I'm just... Martin Lloyd-Jones said, preaching is theology coming through a man who's been set on fire and preaching is a word from God man. for people in a moment. And so as I'm studying, I'm saying, God, do that. Speak your word through me, set on fire for this people yeah. in this moment. If you got one hour to listen to a sermon in, in the week and you're saying, you know what? I want to listen to a word. I want to I hear somebody preach. Who's going to get that hour spot in Noah Odom's preaching rep there? Who, who are you going to listen to? Who's your go-to? Yeah, man. Uh, a guy that many guys maybe not have, have heard of before is a dude in Kansas City named Mike Bickle. Um, Mike Bickle uh, started a ministry, International House of Prayer. Now, there's yeah. not everything. I, this is not an endorsement of International House of Prayer and everything that's attached there comes out of there. But he is a tremendous sure. Bible teacher. He knows how to open yeah. the Word and and unfold the word and show you what what the word says. And um, I just love. So uh, whenever I have an hour, um, I go and try to listen to his sermon of the week and uh, just digest and chew on it. And um, man, it, it, over the years, he has filled me up with a lot of knowledge. Man, Mike Bickle, International House of Prayer. That I, I was not expecting you to 
give him the nod there, but that's dope. Right yeah. on. I, I like it. Cool, man. That's cool. I'm going to check out some of his uh, Sermon of the Weeks. That's cool. Um, Noah, put yourself back in senior year of high school. Oh, What was your best sport at that time in your life? Uh, it was football. Uh, I, and I played a couple sports my senior year, but football was the deal. Um, I was a brand new Christian, and football was my life up to that point, but Jesus had become my life. And it was just that, that, that last year where I had both, where I had football and Jesus. When I went to college, man, football began to really dwindle in my heart and Jesus took uh, supreme place. But uh, my fondest memory of my senior year was not the touchdowns. It wasn't the tackles. It wasn't the awards. It was a dude on our team got hurt. And um, I was bold enough now following Jesus in the middle of the game, take my helmet off and lay hands on this dude and pray for his ankle to be healed, you know, just out on the field because yeah. I'm like, Jesus, you're a healer. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Um, so man, yeah, football. That, those were some glory days back then. Man. How about that? Football was your, was your jam, was your sport. Did you play any other sports? I did. I played, one? I played, uh, I played baseball in high school. I ran track in high school and I played basketball one year until uh until i was a b-team bomber and the hatchet man mm. and so uh, i decided hey this ain't for me it's time to move on to some, something else <laughs> b-team bomber that's so good hey final question well final question this has been a good session with you i feel like you have knocked it out of the park on this shot clock um if you could go back and th this noah oldham on this we are said network podcast right here right now could go back and give a word to Noah Oldham, year one of church planting, what would you mm -hmm. say to yourself? Trust the process. Mm. Uh, trust the process. Uh, God is going to do it. It's not going to look like you think it should look, what you've dreamed it will look, but it will not be disappointing. And so fix your eyes on Christ. Let him be your treasure, not his calling for you not his good gifts he has for you. Let him be your treasure and uh, follow the process. And uh, God is going to do something great through your life. Powerful, powerful. I think that every church planter listening and watching right now needed to hear that as well, including mm -hmm. myself. So mm -hmm. thank you for that word. Thanks for pouring out today. This Amen. has been a dope We Are Send Network podcast, man. Been fun. Yeah, really good. Well, for everybody listening and watching right now, if you want more information about the Send Network, you can always go to sendnetwork.com. If you're interested in church planting, you can always text the number 888-123-888-123. Just text that number, Send Network. Just text that, that number and we'll follow up with you from there and help you get the content and information you need. But until next time, consider hitting that subscribe button, maybe even share this on your social media. Somebody may need to hear about it and want to learn as well. And also, if you have a request or maybe you want us to talk about a specific item or answer a specific question, we'd love to hear from you. So you can go ahead and send us an email um, at, or, or reach out in any of those capacities. We'll love to follow up. So until next time, just remember, we are Send Network. You have been listening to We Are Sin Network, a resource of the North American Mission Board. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.